It's the Meg John and Justin Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> no singing this week. No more singing. No, no. We'll see. Might do it again in the future. We might. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Got some nice comments on that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're back. We had a week off last week due to... Um, I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. And MJ is still... A little under the weather. A little under the weather. Nearly there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aussie um, flu. Flu. It's a thing. Aussie yeah. flu. It's not just any old flu. So many people I know have had it. Right. And it just completely knocks them out. Yeah. We are... Since we last spoke, the whole... Um, the latest in a series of uh, men they disappoint you don't they yeah uh, with a uh, big disappointment to us Aziz Ansari yeah and the uh, the story by Grace written mm-hmm. in uh, was it The Beast ba- the, Babe magazine the, that's it Babe mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the accusations made against Aziz and his response uh, I should say briefly what that was in case anyone doesn't know what oh, yeah, this is. Oh yeah, absolutely. People so, may have not followed this story. Yeah, I mean, mm. we're not going to go into this, into these particular accusations in a great level of detail. No, no, we're using this really as a jumping off point to talk more about consent, which is one of our favourite subjects. Yeah. Very personal here. Yeah. But yeah, we should say, I mean, because we wanted to touch on it, didn't we? Because we've talked about Aziz on the show before. Um, That's right. And we've been quite fond of his products over the years yeah we talked about Master of None and we also have referred to his book Modern Romance yeah about dating about Mm -hmm. dating which um, it's an interesting book yeah you know it's like um, still an interesting book Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just uh, I guess it's the thing that we'll talk about the accusations in a second yeah it's the it's I guess the the touch point for us around Aziz is that he was talking about some of the same stuff that we were talking about and yeah. you know is in the kind of ballpark of talking about consent but also feminism and mm-hmm. and uh, sexism and how to do sex more right and yeah um and you know certainly master of none was looking at this stuff specifically and it's kind of just i guess it's like it's it's difficult but disappointing when it when uh, actual life Aziz is revealed to have done these things yeah and um, so a lot of the shine's being taken off from as a result I guess That's, yeah yeah then you know. it is yeah it's disappointing um, and also helpfully moves that Me Too conversation on to to cover things other than explicit kind of sexual exploitation and sexual harassment in the workplace so it has like the cat person story that we talked about before it's kind of taken it to the realm of kind of dating and hookups and thinking about how power and consent play out there so in a sense it's been a useful story yeah it's Um, kind of somewhere between like the Harvey Weinstein and cat person isn't it because there is somebody who has a lot of power through celebrity absolutely and fame yeah and it's uh, this is around a specific uh, hookup which happened, which we should uh, yeah. just mention. It mm-hmm. was um, somebody, uh, somebody called Grace, mm-hmm. who went on a date with Aziz, and date seems to be going well. They went back to his apartment, mm-hmm. and then he kind of switched into somebody who was very much trying to seduce her into having sex with her. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like. The whole way through, she was feeling very rushed, rushed over dinner, rushed back to the apartment, and then yeah, straight into yeah, yeah, straight into kind of sexual <laughs> contact um, really quickly. And then she was kind of giving loads of like 
verbal and non-verbal signals of like yeah. slow down, um, which weren't being taken up. And at one point, he seemed to su- he seemed to suggest that he got that she didn't want to do it, but then carried on anyway mm-hmm. and just kept trying to kept trying to seduce her in the kind of you know you want to kind of mm-hmm. realm of you know this is kind of what we do on hookups and you know this is what this yeah. is why we came here and this is what we're supposed to do at this point and kind of berate her into going on with the script and it was um, so lots of crappy non-conceptual activity yeah. and disappointing to read about yeah from absolutely. our perspective yeah uh, and uh, but just disappointing to read about yeah and I think we were just going to flag up you know if people want to read more about it there have been some quite with some really good articles yeah. kind of talking about it from various different angles um, going medieval did a yes. really great who we really love really, really Dr. Dr. Eleanor Yanaga yeah um, wrote this really great piece on goingmedievalblog.wordpress.com yeah and then Cindy Darnell our friend who's a sex educator yeah. over in uh, Australia wrote an excellent piece around consent and hookups and stuff um, and then really was also some great work by Girl on the Net uh-huh. uh, on this and Laurie Penny I really liked as well so yeah, so yeah if you want to read more about the Aziz Ansari uh, situation I would go and read those pieces yeah they are the good, they are the hot takes yes um, to take away <laughs> the um, hot takeaway takes but we wanted to focus more on you know I guess what's challenging particularly about cat person and this is it it begins to invite all of us to look at where we're at with these kinds of encounters and to recognize that we live in a you know a culture that is non-consensual yeah which and we have all these scripts you Mm -hmm. know and we've had them for thousands of years as as we've just said about so you know how the hell do we go about having a hookup or having a date under these kind of circumstances yeah um if we do want to do something different given that like a lot of the messages we've got are kind of encouraging us down a fairly non-consensual seduction style route yeah and we should say about these the me- like before I guess before we kick off that yeah. when we talk about these messages and I think we talked about this previously but just to kind of reinforce it mm. it's not that we the messages aren't you know we heard it once and so we mm. learnt that thing from this thing and so we're going to go and do that the messages are like deeply ingrained into us yeah it's they are they feel like we are born with them they mm. feel like they we talked about this in our book I think quite well enjoy sex how when and if you want to available um, for Morgan booksellers now that's right uh, but it, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of written through as like rock you yeah. know that yeah, when you're brought like up in this, through a rock. exactly yeah. when you're brought up in this culture mm. uh, these things are passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down as if they are just truisms as yeah. if they are it's what it's what is it's what is considered like normal yes and um, so when we talk about messages it's like what is considered the norm yeah. what is it that you're supposed to do yeah and it's and it plays out absolutely it's like ri- it is written through us and it plays out in on, in our emotions in terms of what we find mm. exciting or pleasurable or scary or you know um, why we're so yeah, yeah just that sense of like this is the norm of how you should do things and then doing something different to that can just feel really awkward and, and wrong simply because it's it's just yeah we've we've kind of taken exactly. that on board so much yeah and there are big risks involved in not doing what is considered to be the norm yeah as well because people want to be seen as normal because she gets so much stigma and shame and castigation and exactly through doing things that are not normal and so much sense of belonging and fitting and mm. and you know we're we're massively driven by that as human beings that that desire to just be 
part of things and belong and not be experiencing that out that outsideness exactly mm. so when we talk about messages bear yeah. that in mind yeah, yeah. that's kind of what we mean it's yeah. like it's hard yes. and we're all trapped within the cultural uh, the cultural messages that we then continue to receive on a daily basis because they're reenacted by absolutely everyone around us absolutely um, so um, for more on uh, that you might like our book which is an all about uh, consent yes uh, so more about that in that book yeah. uh, I won't plug it again because I'd be <laughs> egregious to plug it within like two minutes <laughs> no, I wouldn't enjoy <laughs> sex how well if you want to um, so yeah we're going to focus on how to have a hookup that is more consensual yeah and we thought like seven points about that you might consider um... MJ's fixated on seven <laughs> points yeah it's because they're a big fan of Barry Sheen no it's not <laughs> Barry Sheen is a, uh, who is Barry Sheen <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the readers to find out they've got okay. Wikipedia yeah they can go look that's right and I can go look after the show <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but uh, yeah, we thought like seven things, and with each of them, there is that sense that you know what we're suggesting here is not easy because it does always involve challenging those messages and not just completely going along with them. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, that will be better for everybody concerned if you can do that. Yeah, and actually, we should say not to give people who behave in non-consensual ways an out. God no. You know, yeah. we're not saying you know it's like. We're not giving people a pat on the shoulder and saying, there, there, mate, it's, no. it's hard because we're living in a non-consensual society. It's on everyone to do this. It's totally on everyone to do this. And, you know, this is what we have to do now. We have to take responsibility for the way we're, we're all implicated yep. in just taking the easy road. Exactly. This, you know, just perpetuating these messages. And that's how the messages get perpetuated and get into other people is yep. because we're not challenging them enough. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, with uh, we're ready for point number one. Oh, we are. Let's do it. So we're we're well planning this one. Yeah. Um, so point number one. So let's explore. So we're looking at a hookup. You know, so where people um, have a date and then have sex mm-hmm. or some kind of sexual experience. Um, what's the script? Yeah. That's the first thing we're exploring. So there's a script for a hookup, right? So there's the whole thing of you go out. Usually in the script there is alcohol involved as well, yeah. you know. But you know, people do hook up without alcohol. There are teetotalers who hook up, but mm-hmm. it is like part of a script that you go out and you get a little bit, yeah. Because you can't. A lot of people kind of feel like they can't, you know, do this without losing their inhibitions and yeah. stuff. And that mm-hmm. sadly is uh, part of the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go back to the somebody's apartment. You maybe have another drink and then you have you have sex. And within mm-hmm. that, uh, within the sex, that sex is also heavily scripted you know it's like mm-hmm. kissing clothes off oral sex and it's like the script that we all have you know? yeah and the oral sex is followed by penetration of some kind and yeah full nudity and mm-hmm. if there are chandeliers they are swung from <laughs> yeah clothes are strewn all over the apartment yeah like socks on the kettle <laughs> uh knickers in the freezer you know they're all no it's not part of it <laughs> but the idea it's that Hollywood isn't it that kind of like you you have to rip each other's clothes off you can't help yourselves it's such That's a right. you're both carried away with the moment there's always yeah. like uh, like a like a fifth of a bottle of wine left isn't there oh, and yeah. a little bit of wine in the in the, the wine glass, glass. Yeah. and one of the wine glasses has like lipstick smeared yeah, all around it that has see, to... we've seen this so many times this That's is the right. thing that, that, that repetition of how it gets into us really yeah. is just seeing this play out over and over again and this is the the sexy thing is if yeah as every woman gets carried away with the script yeah um, 
And so you can see why it begins to be complicated to actually be pausing that script and doing something different. Exactly. Mm. So actually, the 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 the, the, the knickers aren't left in the freezer, are they? It's like Never. It's, so it's the <laughs> shoes and trousers yeah. are left in like the living room kind of area. Yeah. And then the, the like the, the more clothes are left in like in between the bedroom and the living room, and then it's like underwear is taken off in the yeah. bedroom yeah. frantically yes. you know, and, that, and that's the script mm-hmm. and the thing is that that script is itself can sound quite sexy yeah like people might even if that even if that kind of sex isn't very sexy mm-hmm. the script of that kind of sex mm-hmm. does sound quite sexy it sounds quite alluring to a lot of people and that's yeah. kind of like wanting that kind of Hollywood kind of mm. hookup is a very attractive thing to a lot of people right yeah um but then, you know, the danger of the script, of course, is that people might think that they're following the script, same script as the other person, but actually not. That's right, yeah. So it might be that people have two completely different scripts, yeah. you know, as in the case of somebody's sort of thinking it's more of a date leading potentially to a relationship, but the mm-hmm. other person is seeing it as a hookup. Yeah. Or it might be, as you were saying, I think that, you know, there might be a difference page on different pages they might have the same script but just be on different pages on yeah exactly they mm. might be they might both be on exactly the script that i talked about mm. you know but they might be like an hour behind or yeah. half an hour behind where actually the other person is ready for their for them to get their dick out yes the other person was maybe more up for having a bit more of a snog and a chat and yeah like silly kind of giggly nice times on the cuddly nice times on the on the sofa yeah um but you know, so it's it relies on people being on the same script at the same time. So I think our point one is just be mindful that there is a script. Yeah. That you know that you need to have some sense of checking that you have the same script and that also you may be on different pages on the script. Yeah. Um, and then the all the other points that we're going to talk about kind of relate to this, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having having that mindfulness of scripts and not assuming that somebody else has the same script or is on the same page necessarily even even if it is the cultural kind of wider script I mean that's the thing a lot of people do rely on the scripts and, and mm. actually can have this kind of scripted idea of what is a hookup and it's, and it's totally fine but there needs to be other elements that's right so, in order for it to be fine yeah I mean we're, we're kind of like drawing here on our video around consent actually mm-hmm. this kind of notion that we have of the first second and third handshakes yep. so our second point is sort of to say well there's different ways of approaching this now so we could having recognised that script we could go like second handshake about it all which is to do the real communication talking about it checking out talking about own. what kind of handshake yeah. you might want but also talking about what kind of sex you might want or yes. what kind of encounter you might want so a second handshake approach to this would really bring out this idea of hey there's a script for a hookup are we on the same script what, yeah. what do we want our script to be for the evening and you know we might even talk it all through before you know online beforehand or something yeah. or there's the third handshake approach which is much more like checking in throughout checking person's body language not necessarily having it all in this very explicit explicit kind of verbal way yeah but you know but doing a lot more kind of implicit checking out all the way through exactly i'm um, going to come on to more ways of doing that both late. of those both of those things, both those things at, in, yeah in a, in a bit um, but uh, our second point was whichever way you go second handshake third handshake a combination of both mm-hmm. Um, the default should be no sex. Yeah, exactly. If you're not sure. Well, it feels like for so for so many people, and it certainly feels like in the uh, in in the Aziz Grace story. But it, for a lot of people's experience of you know. 
people are so invested in the script and so invested in that evening yeah. that it feels like there's more pressure to have sex rather than not have sex. Like the like, bad outcome yeah. would be no sex. That's the right. good outcome would be sex. Yeah. And we're suggesting, well, what about we shift that of like the bad outcome is non-consensual sex. Yeah. That's what we want to avoid here. Exactly. And if the only way to avoid that is by not having sex, fine. Yeah. Like if there's any uncertainty, just yeah. don't do it. Consent yourself away. Out, consent yeah. yourself out of sex if yeah. necessary. It's not that bad. Exactly. It's fine. So if you've got any sense that maybe this other person isn't really into it, then don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got any sense that maybe you're not. Don't but it feeds into these narratives mm. as well about uh, success and yeah. uh, attractiveness and you know what it is that we're supposed to do and it. Yeah. yeah, like that like kind of demonstrating that I can do this rather than is yeah. it going to be something that we want to do? Yeah, and that's kind of another script there, I guess. Oh, it? it is. A, there's a yeah, there's a whole script, you know. So again, it's not going to be a simple matter to just no. to do that. But I think again, culturally, what all of these things, I think you can do as an individual, but they're going to be quite hard to do given the wider culture but the more that we can change them as an individual the more we might change the wider cultural script and, and we're, in a, we're in a moment right now where the cultural script is changing because yeah. we're having this very conversation right yeah so hopefully that's what these kind of stories will do is to get us thinking well how do we do it differently then exactly and I think, you know yeah one way to do it differently is say well you know the bad out the bad outcome is the not is non-consensual sex rather than the bad outcome is no sex yeah actually no sex is a good is a much better outcome than non-consensual sex yeah by miles and hopefully we're helping with the you know the the cultural shifts happening post me too and uh post cat person and post mm. disease and sorry we you know we if you want to have hookups and yeah. hot sexy signs with people we're here to help this is absolutely we're really invested uh, in this in this happening if this, if this yeah exactly yeah. so um, keep yeah. listening <laughs> so so we're going to like touch on the second handshake approach first of yeah. like how, if we wanted to do the very much talking about it like figuring things out up front how might we do it and then we're going to go into some more third handshake possibilities yeah I mean mm-hmm. so there are ways of being really clear before a hookup happens that this yeah. is actually what you want to do first yes. of all that, uh, that you are that there are ways of saying okay how do you uh, the, uh, talking before you, you uh, meet up of you know this is kind of what I would really you know I'd be really into this happening if there's something you were into yeah mm-hmm. right, and you could talk and you could just go through that I'd really mm-hmm. like to go for a few drinks yeah and then maybe you can come back to my apartment and then maybe we could have some sex if yeah. you want yeah you know, how do you feel about that yeah and maybe a bit about yeah what would be the expectations that would come from that you know yeah. like making it clear if it's sort of a fairly one night thing for you or whether you're looking for something a bit more ongoing does it come with a friendship fence with benefits kind of yeah expectation um, how are we defining hookup exactly which also comes with its own uh, yeah. scripts and definitions yeah so could be really great to unpack all of that could be the kind of thing you could do um on if you're if you're having chats on an app or on messenger or something beforehand can mm-hmm. be a good thing to do online yeah to have those kind of conversations yeah um yeah um, and uh, you were saying, you know, sometimes people have a kind of sense that, you know, they put out there on their profile on a hookup app, like, this is what I'm in it for. Yeah. Um, to make that crystal clear. Or maybe even have an arrangement where you only ever go for coffee as the first meeting without yeah. any, like, we're not going to have sex this time. We're just going to have this initial meeting to see if we're on the same page. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's mm. the way that a lot of people can like use like dating apps and things is to yeah. is that is to be upfront saying, look, for me, it's mainly about the sex. Yeah. So uh, we could we could go for a date and see if there's chemistry and see if we fancy each other, but it's with a view to at some point we're going to make some dates for sex. Yeah. And that that's a way that people do it too, mm. and that's a way of being like very upfront and clear mm. before you do it. That's that's something that you're interested in. Yeah. The, the, but culturally, again all the scripts are against us on this yeah. aren't they you were saying well one of the issues around it is that you know a lot of people wouldn't find that very sexy you right. know a lot of people want to do the uh, the scripted version of a hookup and yeah. want to do the Hollywood kind of hookup <laughs> yeah. and that it's kind of fun and exciting you don't quite na- know how it's going to go you, mm. and there's a frisson of like well, are we going to go back to the apartment and are we going to do this yeah. and that, that, for a lot of people that's part of the excitement right. that talking about it would kind of detract from that Mm -hmm. but also you need to be like just like with negotiating sex before you have sex you need to have the it's difficult for a lot of people who don't have the vocabulary around this and don't have the confidence to be able to do it Mm -hmm. or or don't quite know what it is that they want to ask for you know people don't quite know what it is that they might not want but also there's a difficulty in this as well because of the hundreds of years of messages we've had around yeah. gender and you know so women get called sluts if they say that they enjoy having hookups and yeah and also men kind of may worry about um, asking up front for a hookup because they may first of all be seen as being a bit creepy but also it might make them it they may worry that they might talk themselves out of a potential hookup exactly by asking for it because they've been <laughs> really taught that seduction is about almost you know it's this whole kind of old script about women want love and men want sex so in order to seduce women men have to kind of pretend that they want they might want love yeah but actually they're just trying to get sex and then they're going to disappear once they've had the sex and it's it's that whole thing that makes it really difficult for any it makes it difficult for for women to say i just want to hook up because they're likely to get slut shamed because they're supposed to be wanting love not sex and it makes difficult for men to be upfront because they're supposed to protect play this game where they're supposed to pretend like they want love when actually they want sex yeah i mean that's the whole seduction narrative that dr eleanor yanniger in uh, her blog uh, really (laughs) points out brilliantly is that you're not really meant to talk about what it is that you're kind of end goal or what it is you're wanting to get to you're not wanting to say actually this is what i want You're, you're meant to be kind of like playing games and yeah tricking people and it is mm. that's what it is about mm-hmm. and um, that's what the the narrative is yeah and so it's very very difficult for um, particularly in with uh, hetero couples to say uh, couplings to say look uh, men being out why men why can't you say that this is what you're up from the get-go or women why can't you say what you mm-hmm. want it's very difficult to, to mm-hmm. do that so for that reason a lot of people go along with the script mm. And that's not to say, again, um, that same-sex relationships don't have any of this because, again, there may be massive expectation in kind of gay and bi men's culture that, you know, both parties will just be wanting the casual hookup when actually lots of guys are not looking for that and are looking for maybe relationships or more friends with benefits or something. Yeah. Um, And similarly, you know, there may be expectations that um, women are looking for you know both parties will be looking for love and romance when they maybe wanted a hookup so yeah yeah that pervades our culture even where it's people of the uh, same genders hooking up mm-hmm. yeah and there may be a lot of other expectations around what a more butch person or a more femme person might be wanting or what their role should be in terms of seduction or them or even more just at the top or bottom like we were talking about in our episode of yeah. the podcast on tops and bottoms so you you can't kind of escape it completely it just kind of morphs into different forms for exactly different 
parties, yeah. Um, so um, whatever it is that's... So whichever kind of um, approach that you're going for, you, we're either going for the hookup, which is, um, okay, we're going to do this Hollywood hookup, mm. and everything just, you know, we'll imagine everything goes to plan. The knickers are on the lampshade, aren't they? <laughs> they're not in the freezer. No, they're not in the freezer anymore. They're on the lampshade. Yeah. And that's how the light suddenly becomes... You know, oh, how did that clever. happen? Oh, my knickers are on the... <laughs> on the lampshade yeah uh, and anyway um, and uh, so either so if you are going to um, have that kind of sex or even actually if you're also going to have the kind of hookup where you're talking about it more yeah point four yeah. is that it's important to try to recognise the power dynamics in play big time because there are always going to be power differences yes there's always going to be a power dynamic going on because yeah of um, intersectionality the idea mm. that we all have lots of different identities and lots of identities that may give us some status and give us some stigma mm-hmm. um, in society yeah. then we all come to different relationships with different levels of power different levels of power mm-hmm. in different situations compared to the other person yeah dependent on the kind of wider structural forces of kind of oppression and privilege that are in play and where we're located within those exactly yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're hard for us to acknowledge because sometimes we might be quite invested in the areas where we feel like we don't have power but then be then yeah. not being able to be aware of the places where we actually do well this is it and this is part of the big sort of intersectional feminist conversation that's happening at the moment is just how hard it can be for people to recognise the places where they have that power um, yeah. and and you know the, the recognising it also then involves the really complicated business of trying to mitigate that in our exchanges which is really difficult so a lot of people don't want to see it also a lot of people have gone from being relatively powerless to more powerful particularly you know in in situations where somebody has got a bit of fame or they've worked their way up in a business or whatever and I think it can be really easy to still see yourself as that quite powerless person not recognising that actually now you know you're not that person anymore exactly we, we all have a bit of that that you know we're, we're still kind of stuck in that vision of ourselves as like in our early 20s or whatever and that we're actually a lot more powerful these days but it's hard to kind of see that in ourselves sometimes it's a really important point and also mm. we we that might be um that will only be borne out in our relationship to another person as well. Yeah. So if if we've become uh, very famous and have a lot of celebrity and a lot of money all of a sudden, yeah. And we're on a, on a date with somebody that we're we're viewing our earlier our younger selves as being way more like attractive than us, then we might forget that actually we have that power. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, which brings us on to um, how actually when we bring in the psychological stuff and when we think about our biographies that's important mm. to kind of take into account as well yeah. I mean there's a certain, when we're looking at our, our social identities in when in how we relate to each other for example uh, a man relating to a woman yeah. then you know there's an element of guesswork in the sense of let's think about the, the social messages that we're all given about men and women yeah uh, but then and so we have to be aware that you know men are given more status because uh, around sex and relationships from women less mm-hmm. and that is uh, that is certainly um, true in terms of the messages that were received but we also all have mm-hmm. um, very nuanced and intricate biographies that exactly. might mean that sometimes we may have 
quite a lot of, uh, less confidence than another person that might not be visible immediately to the other person. And this is the hard thing, I think, again, that this, all of these conversations are really challenging us quite rightly to do, is to hold those things together, is to hold the social, you know, and to be able to, you know, look at a dynamic and see those the way that gender, race, disability, class, etc. are playing out, yeah. and also hold the, the individual... Um, you know your own personal relationship to all of those things and the things that you've gone through in life that are going to also be coming to this situation yeah so for example having you know being a survivor having gone through um sexual abuse in the past or something Mm -hmm. is going to be a massively key um aspect in play and that's a, a much less visible thing yeah, um, that we might, might know about somebody. Exactly, and mm. it might be something that might never come out. Yeah. Um, so it's so I guess the thing to do is is that is to remember that this stuff is hard. Yeah. But it's to remember that the other person is well, the other person is a human. Yes. The other person is not just like a, an object or a, 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 that is taking part in the script for you. This mm. other person is bringing to it all of themselves and all of their history and all of the ways in which society has read them and judges them Mm -hmm. and that's super important when it comes to this because um, Mm -hmm. it's very important to make sure that we are increasingly opportunity for people to be as consensual towards each other as possible and if you're disregarding power differences and power dynamics you're not doing that you're not doing that really important work so and that was it that's one of the most helpful things i've read about this which brings us on to our next point Mm -hmm. it's like this idea that when you recognize the power that you do have then you can use that power to try and maximise the agency of the other person. And in an ideal world, like, both people in this encounter would be doing that for the other person, um, recognising the areas in which they have power um, and trying to use that to maximise the other person's potential to be able to navigate that situation, you know, choose what they want to do. Exactly. So... um I mean, we'll talk about this with, with our final point when we're talking about ongoing consent. But yeah. If we're aiming for ongoing consent all the time anyway, yeah. then that's going to be something that we'll, we will be doing. But the reason it's important to do is that it's not possible, for example, for somebody, because of society and because also maybe of our personal biographies, it might not be possible for somebody to say, OK, I'm going to leave now. Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. You've crossed my boundaries. I've said I don't want to do this. You clearly are into doing this. Yeah. Thing that I'm no longer wanting to do. We're not on the same page. I'm off. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the wine, I guess. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's just not possible for some people no. to do that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the thing that we really need to be aware of. And if we're mm. maximising consent and really aware of potential power dynamics, then we, like we said in one of our previous episodes about no, yeah, we, people wouldn't even need to be in a situation where they'd have to say no. Exactly, because we'd be like always giving them the out always giving them the options and you said like for example there'd be there is a certain amount of power imbalance put in place in terms of you know if you're going back to one person's place rather than the others then that person who is the person who owns that apartment or whatever there are always apartments here yeah we're we're in new york whether we like it or not here flats (laughs) (laughs) but you go yeah you go back to the to person's place and then it's the person who has that place then has a certain amount of power from it being their location yeah um and it could be harder for the other person to then leave yeah Yeah. so how do you open up that option 
yeah keep making it clear that that's a perfectly acceptable outcome I mean even just like making just kind of subtly making sure that people feel like people have enough time to know where everything is mm. you know like even just to like to just show people around and yeah. to give people a sense of giving people a few minutes to get used to the fact that they're in a completely new different environment yeah I'm thinking back to the cat person story yeah. when I can't remember the names now but the mm. woman went back to the guy's place yeah and she didn't really have a sense of what the whole house was or where they were that's right yeah. they were in this room and she was completely reliant on him to get home because she didn't know where she was that's right and he drove her there yeah so thinking that one through would be a really good one like yeah maybe having that again explicit from the start of like how is how are you going to get home from here exactly you know, making sure that everyone's got the wherewithal and they're not reliant on the other person to do it exactly mm-hmm. and that kind of comes on to the next point if we're ready to go on to that yeah. is that um the if we're opening up the script for sex then one of the ways to do that is to can you have a, hook, a hookup where you don't where you know you're not going to go back to anyone's place yeah like could you have a hookup where or a date where you go out for a drink or dinner or you go for a walk or go for coffee or something mm-hmm. and then find somewhere and have a really nice snog yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit I really loved in Girl in the Net's first book. Uh, mm. I can't remember what it's called, but in her first book, uh, she and somebody else have like frot each other in a phone box. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really, really hot to me yeah. that they have a date and they frot in a phone box and then they go home. Yeah. Because, you know, like places like London yeah. are a big place. Yes. And people have to work the next day. So <laughs> people just go home. Yeah. Right? You could go back to, yeah, your separate places. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and again, yeah, it comes back to what we talk about a lot, which is once we've changed that sense that script the, the script for sex, that it has to be, say, penis and vagina yeah. intercourse, where you are kind of, again, probably going to have to go back to somebody's place to do that or a hotel room or whatever. Yeah. Actually, once you've opened it up to include snogging or a little bit of a kinky exchange or frotting or mutual masturbation kind of stuff, then there are much that opens up the possibilities of location as well. Definitely. Um, and, and the other reason for opening up the script for sex is simply, you know, again, don't go, don't be assuming that everybody's positive outcome is going to be penis and vagina intercourse because actually a lot of people prefer other things to that. At the risk of boring ourselves to death, because yeah. something we always talking about. <laughs> plenty of people love penis and vagina sex, but plenty don't. Yeah, and it's like having more things on the table of what it is that is that would like be this like successful hookup mm. and inverted commas. Yeah, you know, having like a, a really great snog or a cuddle or yeah. um, or a sexy talk, sexy chat on the yeah. way home on the bus home or something. Yeah. you know, yeah. on the night bus, you could be chatting to each other about you know what could be happening right now and that yeah. could be a very sexy thing you know it's like mm-hmm. people can be very basic when it comes to ideas of um, of hookups right and yeah. it is that kind of Hollywood script and there are lots of different ways of doing it yeah yeah and and once you get to the point where it could be quite hot to open up those possibilities then you're onto a winner because you're much more likely to have sex that's both consensual and wanted and pleasurable yeah mm. Uh, and then the, so and that brings us to the final I think probably most important point is yeah. the, is that we need to be 
that consent is an ongoing thing. Yeah. No matter how much we've talked about it, even if we are reliant on the script, mm-hmm. or if, or even if we're reliant on talking about everything that we want to do, mm-hmm. you still need to be paying attention to what's going on throughout because people can change their minds. I go off the idea exactly, of and this is wanting what you're wanting. And this is where some of those strategies people are beginning to have, kind of after me too, of like, oh well, could we have something we both sign to say like we've consented to this or whatever? It doesn't really work because no. this consent has to be ongoing. That's right. I mean that's what we would call second handshake I mean I think it's yeah. welcome if people are going to talk about okay these are the these are the kinds of sex I might be interested in these are the things I'm definitely not interested in mm-hmm. but to sign a contract to say okay that's consent fixed yeah. now is complete <laughs> nonsense yeah um where do people get off thinking they can create apps like that? Yeah. Why aren't they getting people like us to tell yeah. them what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I could write an app. Oh, I know what consent is. I'm going to do this thing anyway. <sighs> I know. It really irritates me. People aren't looking to... But the, the thing is that I think people were wanting these simple, quite binary answers to the... You know, this whole thing has opened up and scared everybody yeah. a lot. You know, yeah. rightly so. Good and you know people are like well could we is the answer to find out all of the guys who are really monsters like get rid of them mm-hmm. shun them and then everything's going to be okay well yeah. no because yeah. we're all implicated in this we're all in a non-consensual culture yeah. you know is the answer we could create an app that says yes or no to sex and then we've got it written in stone so that person can, can't say they had non consent well no because consent has to be ongoing yeah. but the, you know the problem is the answers are never going to be those simple binary oh yes now we've made it all safe because you know we're human beings navigating something really complicated um, (coughs) in a world which has been non-consensual for thousands of years and that's the other thing is that ongoing consent and paying attention to consent isn't just relevant for sex it's relevant for absolutely everything well and that's a real bit bonus of all of this is Mm. that actually if you start practicing this in a lot of other ways Mm -hmm. then it becomes much more easy to apply it to sex like with handshakes and greetings which yeah. is what we talk about in our video we, that's a, a form of contact that people have on an everyday basis yeah. that often is non-consensual yeah. um, and, and there are ways of making that much more consensual mm. Donald Trump if you're listening <laughs> then, yeah. uh, and social scenario you know it's like okay you've arranged to meet this person you know for a social situation for having a drink next week you know well will you check maybe check in is that still what you fancy yeah. the night before you know yeah exactly when you get there oh you know how long do you fancy staying for this is where I'm at you know yeah. just starting to include that idea of ongoing consent in everything that we do not in a heavy handed way just in a light kind of exactly checking in yeah giving people options yeah giving people an app and yeah. having the opportunity just to to not do anything mm-hmm. yeah um so that's our seven things, isn't it? I our seven, it. Yeah. our seven snappy. I, I'm gonna. Golden... Like, I'm gonna go through them. So we said, yeah, being mindful of the script. Number one. That's right. Two, defaulting to not having sex rather than seeing sex as the successful outcome of a hookup. Mm-hmm. Three, considering being really clear beforehand about how you want to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, recognizing the power dynamics in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, making sure that people always have the capacity to leave or pause or stop mm-hmm. the scenario. Uh, six opening up your script for sex and seven making sure that consent is ongoing rather than just something you do at the start real talk yeah Uh, that's our snappy seven tips (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) we're going to write a blog about this we will afterwards yes um, so um, is there anything else you want to say about about any of this I mean 
think we've probably covered it yeah. for now. But um, we'll happily take any questions that people have of things they want to pick up on from it. Yeah, we love the questions. Yeah. If you have any specific questions about uh, checking in around, if you want to ask us around how you can make your hookups or sexual encounters or relationships more consensual, they'll be happy to answer your yeah. questions. Keep them quite shortish if you can, so yeah. we can, it's easier for us to, to read out and mm-hmm. to, to answer. Um, or if you have any questions about anything to do with sex relationships yourself gender we're going to have a, an episode about gender coming up yeah in, uh, we thought we think. might we'll see if Alex might want to come back on the show who we had before who I wrote the book about gender with I understand your gender there yeah plug another book yeah absolutely it's very good <laughs> thank you um, um, so yeah. we're, and then we might do one about asexuality I think in the future yeah. as well I've got some questions coming around these things so we're going to kind of group those things together yes yeah so if you've sent in a question and it's not been answered yet don't worry we're thinking to build a whole show around that yeah. particular question so yeah. that's where we're at cool well thanks for listening to us again about consent <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, so you can follow us on follow our podcast on SoundCloud soundcloud.com forward slash MegJohnJustin mm-hmm. um, you can also subscribe to us in your uh, podcast app on your phones Yep. Uh, so you can listen, listen to us whilst washing the pots uh, <laughs> which I do with other podcasts yeah, um, yeah. that I enjoy and it makes the time fly by and I learn so much um, <laughs> you can Go follow us on Twitter at Meg John Justin. We are Meg John Justin on the Facebooks as well. Follow us on our Facebook page there and uh, our website where you can buy our publications, enjoy sex, how, when, and if you want to. And lots of zines as zines. well. We've got three zines up there at the moment. Make your own sex manual being particularly relevant to what we've been covering today. I think so. And yeah. I guess also the, the make your own relationship user guide is also relevant here because it's talking about the different kinds of relationship dynamics that That's you right. uh, might want. And the erotic fantasy one because you know tuning into our erotic fantasies is a pretty good way of saying what we want. And you can find all our blog posts on medjohnandjustin.com as yes. well. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Until Until next next time. time. Bye. Bye.